Welcome back to the Lash Business Lounge. I am your host, Lauren Lappin, and this is the place where we talk all things lash and beauty business related. Hello, and welcome back to the Lash Business Lounge. Today, I am going to be talking about the five things that I believe we really need to normalize about being your own boss, being in the beauty industry. And I know that a lot of people struggle with these things because they tell me and I see it in groups on Facebook and I know because I have personally struggled with each of these five issues. So starting from the top, and this is one that grinds my gears actually, not hitting six figures in the first year. So this is a big thing and I blame lash trainers and I blame lash brands that advertise training or, you know, they're trying to sell their products or whatever. They'll post a little, you know, like a table, like an earnings potential graphic on socials or, you know, they'll put it together as part of their marketing in a digital pamphlet or a booklet or something like that that's advertising their training about how much you can earn as a lash artist straight away. And it'll have one to two clients a day equals X amount per day, equals X amount per week, equals X amount per year. Right down to the bottom, the bottom one might be, you know, 12 clients a day at $80 per person equals this, equals 100 and I haven't done the maths, but, you know, it's over six figures. And it's bullshit. Like, I don't know about you, but I don't want to be doing 12 refills a day, you know, five or six days a week. It's not worth it. It's just not worth it. Um, I actually posted a reel last night on my socials. I mean, by the time that this episode is actually released, it'll be a few weeks ago. But, you know, I really feel like there's just a lot of shit misrepresented information out there about being your own boss and, you know, being a solo, you know, lash artist or brow artist or whatever in terms of money and the lifestyle that you're going to have. I see some people you know, they're trying to represent that they earn a lot of money. They drive luxury vehicles, go on cool holidays and have beautiful homes. And, you know, they have the freedom to spend time with their family and friends and, you know, that flexibility to work around family. But it's a lie. You are not going to have time to do anything if you're seeing 12 clients a day at $80 a pop. You know, you're not going to be able to take a a vacation. You're not going to be able to take a sick day. Because the income stops when you stop. So I really feel that this is so widely misrepresented in our industry and it's shit. It's something that really, really annoys me. I certainly did not have that luxury lifestyle in my first year. I didn't have it for a few years, to be honest. And, you know, I still work a lot now. My work's changed. I'm not, you know, I'm not doing 12 clients a day at 80 bucks a pop. But, you know, like it's it's still hard. It's not easy. It's not as glamorous as it looks. But, you know, if you don't hit that six-figure mark in that first year, now this might be because you're not fully booked. It might be because your price point is low. 
Um, you might have chosen to only work part-time, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's okay. Don't worry about it. You know, it's not the holy grail because honestly, like even if you are earning over six figures, it's still difficult. And I think I did in my first year when I opened my salon, I did 126 on my own. Full like revenue, you know, like that wasn't my profit. Um, my profit was 40 something. And, oh, maybe it might have been a bit higher than that. I can't remember exactly. But, like, I worked pretty freaking hard for really minimum wage. My girls earn that money, you know, and they don't have half the stress that I had. So it's not that big of a thing. And, you know, when people talk about six figures, you know, there's such a wide range of numbers in that six figure. You know, it can be anywhere between a hundred grand and $999,000. So what sounds like really awesome, that six figure mark, it could be just over a hundred K that you worked really friggin' hard for that, you know, you didn't take even half of that as an actual wage or, you know, as your profit compared to, you know, the high, high six figures where, you know, you're actually paying yourself a six figure wage and you're working a lot less because you've got a team. So, you know, it is misrepresented. A lot of people beat themselves up if they don't hit that six-figure mark. Don't worry about it. You'll get there. And, you know, it really counts how hard you actually work for it as well. So if you're not having a fun time trying to get to that six-figure mark, is it really worth it? Do you need to hire? Do you need to change the way you do business? Do you need to restructure things? Have a think about it. Switch it up. But do not beat yourself up. And don't beat yourself up if you do get there and your lifestyle doesn't look like the one that you see on Instagram. (laughs) Okay, so number two, not feeling excited about work. Now, if you work on your own, I'm going to bet that you're working pretty hard. It does get monotonous. It gets tiring. It's, you know, you're drained with physical work, you're feeling drained with being social because, you know, you're talking to people all day, every day, different people, you know, just showing up, showing up on socials is difficult. And that's actually another point that I'm going to pop here. But yeah, it's okay to not feel excited about work. Again, you probably see people on social media making it look like they're having the time of their lives. And let me tell you, it's it's a lie. It's hard. I still have shit that I've got to deal with that, you know, I don't put on Instagram. I had to fire a client a few weeks ago from my salon. Like she was causing so much drama and, you know, it was just a pain in the ass. And that was stressful, shitty work. And I was not excited about it at all. (laughs) You know, I was putting it off, dreading it. it. Had to be done. I knew it had to be done. I had to put my big girl pants on and get it done. But that's, that's stuff that I still have to deal with. You know, I still have to have difficult conversations with my team from time to time. I'm not always excited about work and I go through ups and downs. One of my old mentors, uh, you know, you might might have heard of her, might, might follow her, Carissa Hill. She calls it business bipolar. There's the extreme highs and there's also the extreme lows. So being burnt out, feeling tired, wondering whether you've made the right decision in your career or, you know, whether you should have gone out on your own or, or started a business or, or whatever, or, you know, the constant 
feeling that you're not doing enough or you see other people on Instagram that are doing different things to you and feeling like maybe you should be doing that and, you know, you're comparing yourself. It's it's really tough. So, you know, we need, really need to normalise, you know, not always being on top of your game. It's okay to not feel excited about work or, you know, pumped about your business. Number three, losing friends because you, and I'm going to say in inverted commas, I know you can't see me, but because you work too much. Now, this is something that I definitely went through and I feel like basically women are bitches and (laughs) there's no way to put it lightly. Um, A lot of people aren't happy seeing you win and not everyone is always going to have your back and people will try and bring you down. And this is something that I have noticed a lot of my coaching clients struggle with and also people on my team when I've promoted them or things like that. I've seen it in my own friends and in myself. I lost a lot of people in the beginning. I did work a lot. I worked too much. But if they're good friends, they'll be there when you come out of it. You know, it's not forever. Well, it shouldn't be forever anyway. I'm all for working hard and, you know, especially in the early phases of your business. But, you know, those friends that just crack the shits and have a bitch about you behind your back because they never see you anymore and, you know, you've got no time for them anymore, you know, and they can't respect that you're actually trying to build something and you're trying to do something, you know, they're probably not worth having. So I don't know if... This just coincided with me getting older or what, but I started my business when I turned 29. So I opened my commercial salon a couple of weeks before I turned 30. And so I was was 29 and I turned 30 and I don't know if it was the business or and me working really hard or like, you know, my work hours just exponentially increasing so quickly and me being so laser focused on my business or whether it was me coming of age or what, but all of a sudden, my circle really shrank quite dramatically. And I just got sick of people's shit. I realized that, you know, I was putting in a lot of the effort in a lot of my relationships with my friends. And when I wasn't doing that anymore, because I was very focused on work, they just dropped off. You know, I never heard from them. And I guess those relationships fizzled out. And I think you do outgrow people as well. You know, different stages of life probably call for different relationships and 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 people in it. So, you know, yeah, you're not going to have supporters. Not all of your circle are going to support you and what you're doing and 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 your goals. So, you know, one of my favorite sayings it's from um or quotes I should say is from Jim Rohn is you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And, you know, if you're holding on to friendships where you're doing all the work and they're bringing you down, they're asking you why you're working so much and why you're so focused on money now or, you know, or maybe you should spend more time with your kids or, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm remembering all these comments that got made to me. You know, you've got people in your ear saying that all the time. I think it's probably high time that you break away from those people and that's okay. I would rather have a really small circle that support you and love you and they push you harder to achieve your goals than people who are trying to bring you down. And in turn, you actually, you keep yourself small for them. So it's okay if you haven't got many friends. I haven't got many friends, to be honest. (laughs) 
All right, number four, not wanting to show up on socials every day. It's hard, man. I know. It is so freaking hard. Um, And this is something that I have experienced in the beginning and, you know, with my salon social media content and, you know, more recently my personal brand because it's me. You know, I, I have to show my face on here every day. I'm actually guilty lately of reposting old stories from like two years ago. I look the same, so, you know, no one's going to notice. <laughs> um, I haven't changed my hair too, too dramatically or anything like that. And I still bang on about all the same old stuff. So, you know, it, it's content that's still relevant. But, you know, I'm not always in the mood to show up on socials. Yes, I am reasonably consistent, but motivation isn't always there. And it really comes back to discipline and really being there to serve your audience and to understand that you putting yourself out there on socials is only going to do your business good. But if you don't want to show up, if you have days where you just feel like you look like shit and you are not in the mood and it's not exciting you at all to show up, you don't know what the hell you're going to talk about, I would really recommend just having some B-roll videos and things like that in your camera roll that you can go back to, repost, repurpose old content. No one's going to know. Trust me. We repurpose shit all the time. Sarah's posting the same selfies of the girls that they took six months ago. (laughs) No one realizes. She's overthinking it going, oh my God, people are going to know. And no, they don't. People don't pay as much attention to you and your socials as, as you think that they do. So, you know, have a little bit of a bank of content that you can repost uh, when you're not feeling like it. Because I know, I get it, man. It, it, it is hard. It's If you're not feeling it, if you're hungover or, you know, you're <laughs> just not feeling it or you've got to 5 p.m. and you're like, oh, shit, I haven't posted a story yet. Just go back in your archive, save it to your camera roll, repost it, easy done. So if you haven't got a bank of content like that, that you can repurpose over and over again, I suggest you just get some. Get someone film you, set up the tripod while you're working, while you're talking to a client, take some selfies in different parts of the salon, you know, do a couple of car selfies. I don't know. Depends what you're trying to do and promote and stuff like that. Repurpose some old client work. No one's going to remember. Have it sitting there ready to go. Have a couple of topics that, you know, you regularly talk about that people respond to and that's going to help you a lot. But it's normal. I don't think that everyone is psyched to show up on socials seven days a week, 365 days a year either. I'm actually still quite annoyed that as a business owner now, we have to do this, but we are living in 2023 and that is how it is. So we may as well just roll with it and, you know, use it in the way it's intended to grow our businesses. So yeah. Finally, number five, feeling like you want to give up. Now, I have been here many, many, many times over the years. When I was working flat out early on in the piece, you know, 2014, 2015, I was like, have I done the right thing? And I've realized that I've created this monster because all these clients just want me and I'm just so busy. And, you know, it was great. I was making money, but I was booked out, you know, six weeks in advance. And I'm like, oh my God, if I get sick, I am absolutely fucked. Um, (laughs) So, you know, wanting to give up then, having staff leave, wanting to sell my business, you know, COVID. Yeah, 
you know, that was tough. Numerous other things. You know, I've had three businesses at one point and I'm sitting here going, what have I done to myself? (laughs) Entirely my fault, I know. But feeling like you want to give up is normal. Questioning yourself whether you've made the right choice is normal. Would we even be human if we didn't overthink shit? Would we be women if we didn't overthink shit all the time? It is normal. It's okay. Be honest about it. You know, I thought about giving up my coaching business this year, you know, because it was getting too much. I had a, a, a period of time where I wasn't that present on socials and I wasn't making podcast episodes as regularly as I normally do because, you know, I was burnt out and I was tired. And normally when we feel like we want to give up, it's because we're burnt out. And it just means that either one, you give up, which I don't recommend, but we need to rejig things. We need to look at our businesses and the way we structure our time and our life and make some changes. So feeling like you want to give up, it's normal, it's natural. I can bet you every other business owner has felt like that at some point in time or multiple times during the course of their business. So don't feel bad about it. Don't feel ashamed. So I have definitely personally struggled with all of these things. You are not alone. I know that you probably resonate with a few, maybe all one or two. I know that you probably have gone through some of these. It's no secret. Business is hard. If it was easy, everyone would be doing it. Everyone would be having their own business, making heaps of coin, you know, but it's hard. So don't feel bad about these things or having these thoughts, especially if you work alone. It's really, really hard because you're in there day after day doing everything, wearing all the hats, and you've usually got no one to talk to. That is why, you know, making friends in this industry or having, you know, a business bestie is such a good idea if you work alone. I mean, even if you have a team, yes, they can shoulder some of the responsibility, but you may still feel quite isolated. You know, you don't have family and friends that have businesses or have ever gone through any of the things that you're experiencing. So, Don't isolate yourself. You're not alone. There's definitely people out there that are going through exactly the same stuff as you. So, you know, feel free to reach out to them. You know, I've made some absolutely fantastic business besties within the lash industry uh, and beauty industry, you know, just through going to conferences, connecting with people on Instagram. You know, there's some people that I talk to now, like on the daily and, you know, I didn't know them outside of Instagram, but yeah, now we talk so often and it's business stuff and it's awesome to have someone there just to lend an ear. So if you ever want to talk about anything, I definitely urge you to find someone, you know, feel free to message me as well. I'm always here to listen. My Instagram handle is at Lauren Lappin underscore. Uh, So feel free to reach out, send me a DM. And yeah, as always, if you got something out of this episode or any of the episodes that I have put out there in the world, please leave me a rating and review. I so appreciate it. I read all of them. You know, you can leave a rating, like ratings are good um, if it's a good one, but also the reviews are really great. I absolutely adore receiving those. So if you have a spare minute today at the end of this episode. I would so appreciate it. And yeah, that's all I've got for you. I will see you online soon.